0: Entertainment. Dot I, e. I love the way you say film
1: uh, You're very welcome along to another edition of the film show My name is Brian Lloyd, filling in for Mike Sheridan This week I'm joined as always by my erstwhile colleague Deirdre Erstwhile, Malumbith. I erstwhile, like that yeah. <laughs> Although it actually, it's actually the wrong context You're meant to say erstwhile as in like we used to work together and now we um, no longer do Which yeah. is not true at all Um. D has been to the cinema this week. I have not got a chance to get to the cinema this yes. week. So you've seen all the movies this mm-hmm. week. Um, first one we have up for discussion is uh, The First Purge. Now, yes. I didn't realize this. This is the first time you've actually seen one of these.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it is a... See, I, I usually, as you know, because I've mentioned this on the show before, usually yes. what I'll do before seeing a sequel is I'll go back and watch the films that yeah. have preceded it. But then when I heard that this was a prequel anyway. I didn't really bother. And I've kind of heard that they're all the same anyway. I think this is like the fourth in the series so far Uh, or
1: something. Yeah. Well, actually, wouldn't you know it? I just had my thing up in front of me so I can actually fact check you on that. Um, But yeah, go on, yeah?
0: Yeah, Um, it's good. Yeah, I quite liked it. I mean, the only thing I couldn't help but think as I was watching it, the fact that I hadn't seen the others, have we seen kind of these themes and stuff before. Like one of the things I mentioned to you which I thought was done really well and which was really interesting about it was the whole um, race commentary that's going on through the film and I think that particularly because this is coming from Blumhouse and Blumhouse obviously had their last big success with Get Out that maybe they were kind of Utilizing the success sure. of that as well in a way, but I also was kind of wondering if the Purge had kind of tackled with they those topics before. before. Yeah, because like mean, how many of them have you seen?
1: I've seen, I've seen the Purge, and then I've seen the Purge Anarchy, which was the second one. Okay, uh, I didn't see Election Year, but like, I mean, going by the posters, I mean, I think what they were kind of going for was a sort of like. Trump versus Mm. uh, Trump versus Hillary kind of thing you know and that's I mean that's the thing that's always been interesting about the purge I find is the fact that you know when they made uh, the purge back in 2013 this was you know height of Obama Mm -hmm. you know things you know were not so terrible in the US but then things started to slowly get worse and worse you know there was more like I mean obviously there was more gun violence you know, when Trump came into power, it just got even mm. worse. And even the election year, because that's the third one is the purge election year. Yeah. And it's about, you know, a candidate who's basically trying to stop
0: the purge from happening. Um, I think from what I remember, it's the second one, Anarchy, I think that's kind of done the best critically wise. Yeah, right. I think yeah. that's right.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I think what they did with the pur- the whole time I was watching the first purge, I was mm-hmm. thinking wow, this is really cool. This is a really interesting idea. I'd love to see what it's like outside. Not
0: the first Purge, the Purge. The Purge, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the Purge 2013, yeah. whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, but that one I was watching, I was like, God, I'd really love to see what happened outside of it because, mm. you know, it was very much a kind of haunted, or sorry, a home invasion thriller. And, you know, Ethan Hawke was in it, Lena Headey was in it. You know, had a decent cast. Yeah. like. Um, but, and again, it had that kind of thing of like, you know, dealing with the kind of racial tension you know, even just, like, economic tension. Mm-hmm. The idea of, like, you know, it was the rich people were able to afford these yeah. really elaborate security systems that yeah. kept, you know, people out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, at the same time, I, 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 the reason why I was kind of a bit like, okay, that's a good idea. And then when they did the purge anarchy, they kind of botched it a little bit. They kind of made it a bit sort of cheesy, I want to say. They kind of went more, they really leaned into the whole... John Carpenter Escape from New York kind of buzz mm. whereas the first one was interesting as a sort of social satire mm-hmm. so I'm thinking the first purge I mean they the kind of obviously you don't have anything yeah. to base it against I mean yeah. what was it like was it over the top was it with the action and, and the, the yeah. commentary or how was
0: it I mean it's kind of hard to say again because I don't really have that to compare it yeah, to but yeah. it's interesting what you said about you know the fact that you had kind of the richer white people who were able to kind of lock themselves up because in this particular film it's set in, on Staten Island in New York where it's uh, and they kind of pretty much solely follow the black people kind of lower class population of it and how it specifically affects them. The pe- most of the people have left, but there are a number of people who stay behind for a variety of reasons. Some of them have been, like, paid to take out this purge. And even, like, what they're paid is, some. I think it's something like $5,000, yeah. which when you think about it, when It's it not comes- a huge amount of money. It's like- not a huge amount of money, and yet people are so, like, desperate for money that they all do it and they agree to... Um, carry out the purge and everything and it has like different kind of commentaries on like aspects of class and violence and masculinity the fact that it's all the men who are kind of really really up for it and everything and then you have like this um, sister who's really kind of you know the heart and soul of the movie so um, that was interesting as well and even like gang warfare you have like different gangs and they kind of utilize the purge to kind of get like a step up the ladder and it's kind of it's quite interesting and I really like the themes that were Going on in it, and I really liked it. And I think like there's it, a boat coming, though. I feel like there's a boat coming. Yeah. I felt the acting, and this is a tendency with Blumhouse. I think what they do, which is quite interesting and it has kind of varying results, is that they tend to use lesser known actors, yeah. which I think is good in a way because it means that you're focused on the story, sure, you know, yeah. and the themes and the message and what it's trying to do. The acting could be a little all over the place yeah. and a little mixed, and even like the lead actor in it, I didn't think was good. Great. Mm. I much preferred um, like the sister and her brother and sorry I'm not saying the actors off the top of my head but just because I I, I don't really know them. Um, Exactly. But I thought as a concept it was really good. I thought it was really intriguing. I thought that it kept it kind of sucked me into the world and it kept me there and then I loved the finale. I genuinely found it kind of Heart racing and exciting and really yeah. cool. Although I was talking to people afterwards and they were like, "Oh, it's pretty much Die Hard," but that's so like simplistic. Come it's on, not like, Die yeah, Hard. Diehard is I mean, just yeah. and it's set in an apartment block and it's doing really interesting things with the lighting. So no, you can't say it's Die Hard. Die Hard is totally different. I mean, like that one, the. Joan Johnson one that's coming out that's actually Scott, yeah, that is, that actually is actually die, die hard. Hard. that is actually um, die hard but you can't say that any finale set in a building is yeah die like then you'd be like oh you know? look, like
1: it's like the raid or oh it's like dread or exactly it's,
0: yeah. yeah yeah so it's a bit simplistic because I know how last week we were talking about you know how comparing. Films to other films, like we were talking about Dublin School compared to Train Spotting, yeah. and comparing it to Adam and Paul, it can be a bit kind of unfair on those yeah. movies because they are trying to do something different. They just might have some things in common to do with like certain storylines or yeah. characters, and that's really the only place where the similarities lie you yeah know or I mean? even
1: like yeah even like in like terms of like you know tropes of the genre yeah. like, you know that kind of way it's in like an action movie you know if it's going to be a one line or if it's a horror movie you know mm-hmm. if somebody gets separated that's them finished yeah. that kind of thing you know Um so I guess like you know out of five what are you thinking
0: I think three and a half out of five I did really enjoy it like I said if I'd seen other ones I might sure. have felt like differently I might have thought oh, are you motivated
1: just... now to go see them
0: Not particularly.
1: is it. Because I kind
0: of feel like, well, in fairness, obviously it has enough of a following that they've made a fourth one, but I don't know, like, aren't they just the same movie? Yeah, you're kind of
1: wondering to see where it's going to end. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess the
0: fact that they can kind of bang them out pretty cheaply, and, you know. Which is what Blumhouse is kind of professional at. And the fact that some of their movies, like, even going back to, you know, paranormal activity and everything, are some of the, like, like, most profitable yeah. movies that were ever made. So, I mean, it's it's a niche that they're good at and they make these really kind of intriguing movies. And, you know, in terms of, like, horror, I don't know how, how I'd write it as a horror because, like, I was talking about this before. I've only yeah. kind of gotten into horrors recently and there were a few jump scares and there is this one character and it's Skeletor who is, like, genuinely terrifying. Like, he's so, so scary. That is so well done. But it's not kind of, like, will keep you up at night Yeah, afterwards. yeah,
1: it's more just kind of in the moment kind yeah, of Yeah, it's like.
0: kind of, like, fun for, like, a few jump yeah. scares. But it, I'd almost describe it more as a thriller than a horror, you know? Yeah,
1: it kind of has that kind of buzz. Like, I mean, yeah. that's what the first one had. Cool, all right, let's move on. We The other movie we have out this week is Mary Shelley. Mary now, Shelley, yeah. Now, I'm really interested in this because, first off, I have a re- weird kind of graph for, um, Frankenstein, um... I don't know why that is.
0: I love Frankenstein. Yeah, me too. Right? I do. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'm like I've always kind of been really interested in the character, but I haven't said that. The idea of making a biopic out of Mary Shelley mm-hmm. seems a bit odd because yeah. I kind of think that, like, you know, the one work that she's known for mm. is Frankenstein. So yeah. realistically, how are you gonna how are you gonna try spin an entire yeah you know narrative out of that. Mm. So what's it about? I mean, I guess what it is actually about. Well, I mean,
0: it really does kind of focus on how she came to write Frankenstein. And kind of the third act very much focuses around like the publication of it and the aftermath of that. uh, The fact that like her name wasn't originally attached to it. It was just by the author and everything and how she kind of had to fight for authorship of it and everything. And then the first two acts basically... Follow how um, she has to kind of build up from this legacy because she's the daughter of Mary Wollstonecraft and and William Godwin, who are both like major like philosophers and writers at their time and everything. Um, And then it also follows her um, romantic relationship with Percy Shelley. Yeah, Um, who is a poet as well. So she's kind of surrounded by all these influences. But it's really it's interesting because it's not really a love story. And I thought it would be that. But what it actually becomes more about is about this young woman trying to like find her voice and trying to find the story that will kind of identify her and kind of give like her voice yeah. meaning yeah. So I think it's kind of a really good story To come out at the moment Because I think that we're living in these really kind of Strongly feminist sure, times yeah. and everything yeah. I thought Elle Fanning was amazing I just love her yeah. I think she's amazing <sighs> I can't. Well, remember we both were kind of fangirling over the neon demon Yeah Yeah. That's an amazing film and she's awesome in it Like how do you pull off a role that's so effing weird But You know I think right You see this is the thing
1: when I was watching Neon Demon, it was kind of like, yeah, she's playing this like she's a sort of uh, fairy tale character, like Snow yeah. White, as well. Yeah, because she
0: was in Maleficent. Yeah, and everything, exactly. So she came from that background. And
1: yeah, and and, and of course, yeah, that made yeah. sense. But when I was watching, it was like, you are not a good actress. Like I don't know, but uh, what no, the hell? no, because I'll tell you why. Because it's the sort of thing of like she's not a good actress, but her terrible acting is kind of you know fits into this kind of heightened world. That's what I mean.
0: I that's what I'm I saying. totally disagree with you. Everything I see El Fanning in, I just think that she's like awesome in. Even that terrible Terrible movie. I know that's movie, And that's which what Which we'll I'm be saying. talking about later. Yes. Um, but even in that, like she kind of powered through. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I I don't know. I totally disagree I'm with very you. I think she's incredibly talented. I
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've never seen her give a kind of very subtle... I've never seen her give a subtle performance. That's what I would say. I don't think she's given a subtle performance. I
0: guess. Maybe that's her style. Maybe it's like classic Hollywood. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I
1: mean, there is an element to... Yeah, I'd argue there's an element to that. Yeah. Okay, so there's a pretty decent cast with this. You have, like, Maisie Williams, you have Douglas Booth, you have... Although uh,
0: I will warn for Game of Thrones fans that Maisie Williams' role in it is quite small. I would imagine that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would imagine that. Um... This didn't This is not getting great reviews, though Yeah, in fairness, like it's on 33 3- yeah. percent on Rotten Tomatoes and 49 percent on Metacritic.: um,
0: Yeah, you, and you know what, when I initially came out of it, I was like, ha, ah, that was lovely." Was that kind of feeling of right. Ah, that was really nice. And I thought that they kind of did justice to her story and everything. But then you know what I what happened? The more I was thinking about it, the more I was like kind of thinking of the little like inconsistencies and I was kinda of like, hang on, but did it actually do that? And did yeah. it actually do that? And then the more I kind of thought about it as well, remember I was talking about kind of the feminism aspect mm. of it. I was also kind of thinking, Well, is it actually A, saying anything new? And B, is it maybe slightly not not abusive, but kind of manipulating and utilising the fact that we are having these conversations in this time and kind of making sure. a story about, you know, a young female writer almost like for the sake of it, because they yeah. know that people are going to be like, oh, this is so, like, feminist and yeah, yeah you yeah. know, but how feminist is it really, I suppose I'd say. Yeah, you
1: know? and I guess, I mean, I always think with, with, with regards to biopics, mm. you know, it's the kind of thing of you can either... You know, a lot of it kind of comes down to how well the character is known, I think, unless it's a sort of unless it's somebody so unknown that you are basically taking this story and you are just com- going to mm.
0: completely. I think new- the Bell did that really well. Yeah, you know,
1: very much so. Yeah, yeah. very, very, very much so. Or even something like Gan- like then the, the other end of it is something like, you know, Gandhi, mm. where it's like, you know, everyone knows his story. Everyone knows what he did. And this is just a, a faithful retelling of it. But where there was something like this where it's like, oh, yeah, Mary Shelley, I kind of know her from Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. But, like, you're kind of, like, thinking, oh, well, do I really want to know any more about that? Like, she wrote Frankenstein, so what? Like, I mean, you don't see people going, you know, clamoring for, you know, Bram Stoker's Mm -hmm. biopic. You know that kind of way?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. And then also, like I said, I was just... There were some elements of it that I was like, did that actually happen? Or are you doing this for the sake of dramatization? Because, you know, like... I suppose the go-to example I would give would be, say, Sofia Coppola's Marie, Marie Antoinette, Marie Antoinette yeah. which took a lot of artistic license, a lot of it, but it did it for the sake of, like, style and exactly, everything. yeah. So, I mean, you kind of have to do one of the two extremes. You kind of have to...
1: Lean into it.
0: Yeah, kind of go mad with the style and kind of be like, ah, well, kind of somewhat keep to the actual sure. story. Or you have to be like, Really very faithful Other than a few things Like I felt like It shouldn't have left me In so much doubt Over Over what actually happened You know what I mean It shouldn't have Um, So that's I suppose that's how I felt about it I mean it still looked very Nice and everything But I mean The BFI at this point, because again, it's like British Film Institute. I mean, they have that like all down to a T anyway. Like it's kind of a known fact that they're going to look great settings wise and costume wise. It's everything you kind of everything else you do with it. And I felt that I did really like it, but it didn't really have it didn't stay with me the way I wanted it to. And like I said, I've had doubts since, you know, you're meant to like when you leave a film, you're meant to kind of still be thinking about it and getting excited over it. And like, oh, I remember this bit of remember that bit. And now I'm like, I want to read up what. Like where the inconsistencies where, yeah, are. Yeah, so you can I point want it to out. Know. Yes. Yeah,
1: because like, remember? Do you remember that film that was out before Christmas? The man who invented the man who invented Christmas.
0: Yes, that Which was, was similar, really enjoyable. Yeah, it was enjoyable, but yeah. at the same
1: time, it was like, okay, that's just a little bit. It, it's same thing. Like, it was, yeah. after I, after I watched it, it, was like, okay, I don't think Charles Dickens really did. Yeah, you know, you know, that sort of way. That did yeah. he actually, in fact, invent Christmas or, yeah, or at least yeah. popularize it?
0: Well, I think that and I that turned that out to was, be true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in fairness, like I thought that that was kind. Kind of the wrong title To give that yeah. movie I think that they were Just doing it for the sake Of like dramatisation But again That would be a film That I would argue That kind of went for Like the style, style yeah. You know the fact That he actually is Walking around And talking to yeah. Scrooge And everything And Christopher Plummer's amazing in it, it as so well good, And it? Dan Stevens They're just like Oh make another movie With them They really should Like yeah. I mean
1: like, like Yeah Christopher Plummer Like talk about like you know, late stage career revival or whatever. He was Amazing. brilliant, in the, and of course, I don't care what anybody says. All the money in the world was class. I really enjoyed it.
0: I still have to see it. I know you... it's really good. I know. It I was really just really enjoyed There it. were just so many like oh yeah, you know, right awards, towards the end. Ones, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. I will get to it.
1: No, do definitely. Okay, so uh, Mary Shelley, what are you going to give it a five? Do you think?
0: Um. I'll give it three and a half. I still really liked it. I kind of, like I said, yeah, when I was leaving it, it, when I was leaving it, I was like, oh, definitely like four out of five. And I feel bad, like being like, oh, I want to bring it down. But I don't know. I think it's good sometimes having movies to kind of be able to stew over them for a bit yeah. first. Yes. Cool.
1: Yes. Interesting.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
1: Okay. Uh, next up, tell you what we're going to do. We're going to do best movies of the year so far.
0: Okay. And Um, you and I both came up with this, actually. We
1: both came up with this. Now, you can read the full article on site, Mm -hmm. if you want. Um, We are going to pick out the top five from that. At number five, Shape of Water. Now, if Mike was here, (laughs) right, he's not here. He wouldn't even let us put us in the 10. He did not enjoy this at all. I will say, because he's not here, I'll speak devil's advocate on his behalf. I can see why he disliked it, Mm. in the sense of... I thought there. Are, you can definitely watch this film come out of it and be like, "That's just a fairy tale. That's yeah. just a completely unrealistic." And I mean, it's weird. It's a fish, man. Yeah, of course. It's a fish and and a deaf woman, or sorry, a mute woman, uh, having a relationship, getting it on. It's weird. I fully get that. It's weird. Now, I love that. Mm. I thought that was really interesting. I thought it was really beautifully shot and all the rest of it. But I can totally see why some people may yeah. not like it. How about you?
0: I agree with all of that. I actually have nothing to add. I think you summarised it very well there. In fairness,
1: Um, do you think it deserved Best Picture?
0: Oh, that's a toughie. Um, See, my personal favourite was Lady Bird. Same as of last year. Yeah, Um, same as. So I would have loved to see that, but realistically, I don't think it was going to happen.
1: I don't think it was because, like, I mean, like, Um, it's the same with like most kind of like you know, uh, you know. Movies that get into the Best Picture category. If it's something to do with movies or if mm-hmm. it has some kind of reference to Hollywood, mm-hmm. you can be guaranteed it's going to have a better shot than anyone else. Like, and the shape, with, like, of water,
0: the shape of Water did have that. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's what I'm saying. So yeah. that's why
1: when it, when it was up against it, I was like, yeah, that's Shape yeah. of Water has this one. Uh Number four was uh, A Quiet Place. Yes. Now, I gave this four and a half stars mm-hmm. at the time and I regretted it.
0: I remember for both of us, it was the same thing. We were a little irked by that ending. ending. Yeah. Now, we yeah. can
1: mention the ending now, because, I mean, it's been out a while. I think people have seen it.
0: I don't know. Can we know. give it away, do you think? No, no, no. No, okay, don't say, better not. Don't say. Better don't, not. Better just not. in case.
1: But yeah, no, this was ridiculously well directed. Yes. It looked gorgeous. I think the performances from Emily Blunt and John Krasinski were incredible. Mm-hmm. And it was such, maybe not an original idea, but it was definitely a new take on it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the idea of i
0: thought i would call it original yeah. i would yeah yeah
1: i mean the idea of like kind of removing dialogue from it and just mm-hmm. kind of solely focusing on you know how the camera is shot and or how the camera is placed and yeah. all the rest of it, i thought was incredible Um,
0: I thought it was just Genuinely like Thrilling as well Like you're just Hooked to it From start to finish Like edge of your seat Proper And I think that It did really well To kind of Cross that boundary In that Critics loved it And the audiences Loved it Yeah. And I think it's Very easy when you're Watching it to see Why that is Because it does Just have that Broad appeal In that it's just Really well made And that it's also Just really Entertaining And thrilling And engaging You know
1: I'm worried though See this is the other thing I'm worried if the idea of a sequel yeah is going to kind of ruin it a little is bit is it
0: going to become a bit like the purge and they're just kind of they're reeling like, them out and it's basically the same thing because i mean you can't really you can't really do a sequel based on a concept if yeah. you know what i mean and that's yeah. what this film essentially is
1: and if, to be honest a lot of it felt like it was kind of like catching lightning in a bottle mm-hmm. like you know that kind of way. i don't think that they could replicate it now to be fair i mean just just this weekend and um, the producers of it were saying that, like you know, we are going to spend time mm-hmm. in the sequel. We're not just kind of going to churn this out purely for the sake of it. We want to get this right. I feel so that's like if they would,
0: yeah. But I mean, I feel like if they were doing it again, they're probably looking at different characters. Yeah. I don't see how you can follow the same one. So it'll probably be in this same world. Yeah. But maybe follow, I don't know, a romantic couple or maybe a family again. But again, it was just like it was kind of the purity in the way yes. that this was so original and the first self-contained. Kind of, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. self-contained. So I don't. I'm kind of like, okay, do a sequel, but I, th- I think that they'd be. I, I honestly think they'd be lessening the original. Oh, yeah, I am. Same ass. Yeah. It was the same
1: with Cloverfield. Like, first Cloverfield yeah. was like, it's fine. Leave mm-hmm. it alone. You do not need to make a sequel. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know you had like. And now some, they've
0: made a whole universe. Yeah. <laughs> it's just
1: like, oh, God. Now, uh, number three is Tully. And to my. <sighs> Utter discredit.
0: Brian. I
1: still haven't got a chance to see you. I still haven't got got a chance chance to see see you. Take it away.
0: This is amazing. This is my favorite movie of the year so far. It is, which is why I'm like, you have to put it in there. I mean, it's my favorite, as in, like, now that we've kind of gotten away from award season and everything, I think it's too easy to kind of put a number one. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, very true. Oscars and awards and all of that stuff. I. I'm really upset by the fact that this film came and went because I think it's an incredibly powerful story. I think Charlie Theron's amazing in it. Um, So is... I forget her name. Mackenzie Davis? Yes. yeah, She's amazing in it as well. Just like what... It, I've never seen a film portray motherhood in this way. Like you look at the likes of, you know, Terms of Endearment and there are other ones like there are plenty that have like, you know, portrayed like mother-daughter relationships and there have been very teary ones and everything like that but never kind of the way like mothers have to care for their babies and their children and just like provide for every single basic need of theirs like and how grueling and physically painful that is oh yeah no it's like I've never seen a film portray it this way but do so in kind of a very like not like horrifying but such a like touching way and then just like where the story goes and everything and her relationship with this nanny and everything it's just so so beautifully done that everyone should go see it. I hope I've sold it with that.
1: I oh, know, yeah, definitely. No, I mean, I want to see it. Like, because I know yeah. you and Mike wouldn't shut up about it after you'd seen it. Like, so yeah. I, d- I definitely do want to uh, catch it. And in it.
0: fairness, editor Dave O'Shaughnessy said he totally agreed with me about the five star rating. Because I was like, maybe it's like too generous, but at the same time, I was like, I I just see it as this yeah. perfect little film within its own world, which is the way we kind of describe Ladybird yeah. as well.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and funny. Yeah, we move right on to Ladybird, which was our number two choice, and yeah, it's the same thing. Like, like the idea of. It's this self contained story that has, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't have a. Lady does, Bird
0: 2, no? No, God. No. I mean, follows this, her in college. But that's it. See, that's just it. If they followed her to
1: college, you'd be like, oh, Christ. It, like, it ruins you, the, You're ruining yeah, yeah. that. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, what can we say about later? Where we haven't already said? Yeah, it's so well made.
0: It's so funny, like all the like little funny. characters yeah. and everything, all these little like conversations and just slices moments of life. Yeah. That episodic nature to it, and how each episode is kind of like interesting in that it's kind of self-contained. In Completely, its own little you could easily well. spin them all off into yeah.
1: their own kind of movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Laurie Metcalf for me was brilliant in this. Now, for people who don't know, like I mean, obviously they know her from Rosanna or whatever, mm. but she's more known as a as a theatre actor and honestly like the performance she gave in this was that good I was the whole time I was watching it was like she deserves an Oscar for this she absolutely 1000% deserves an Oscar and it didn't happen for her I
0: think that it's like in relation to I know that it was um, I'm so bad with names today one for I, Tonya.
1: Uh Oh, thing. Uh, what's her face? Alison Jenny. Yeah. so no, I know I mean, She was great Tonya. in
0: it. And she was really great, but I agree with you in that. I think that Laurie Metcalf's performance, like, when I was watching her on the screen, I felt like I could, not that I could be watching my own mother, but I yeah. felt like I could be watching Someone an else's. actual mother. Yeah. Like, she was that kind of real and that, like, three-dimensional and complicated. Mm. Whereas Alison Janey's performance was almost kind of cartoonish. It's weird, right? Like, it's, it's kind of over... Over the top. It's a bit over the top, even though I'm sure that, from what I've heard, Tonya Harding's mother is actually was like Was really like that, that. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But I always think it's kind of strange because, like, when you think back to, like, J.K. Simmons in Whiplash, mm. and he was best supporting actor, and, like... You know, he, every scene he was in in that movie, he just completely stole it yeah. f- out from underneath of Miles Teller. And again, the same in I, Tonya, you know, her performance, every scene she was in, mm-hmm. it was, she was the sole focus of it. And I always kind of think like if a supporting actor or a supporting actress is supposed to support the lead or yeah. suppo- supposed to support the story, not just kind of like grab the camera and put all the attention on them and I felt that's why like Laurie Metcalf like every scene that she's in in Ladybird, Bird yeah. you know she's giving a really honest true performance yeah. like, and like you say like it's very real it's very natural mm. very just very well rounded that you're kind of like well that's the better performance is yeah. it not do you know what I mean and like, she's
0: not really so much scene stealing as she's seen sharing. Yes. And I think that's very consciously yeah. done. And I sure. think that's brilliant. Like I think yeah. that was
1: so well done. And it just yeah, I mean if you haven't seen Ladybird yet, God, I don't know what to do with you. Yeah. Like genuinely go see <laughs> it. Don't it's so good. <laughs> it's so so good. Yeah. Okay. And our number one choice, pretty obvious, Michael inside. Michael and
0: Side, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. I mean I I genuinely think it's one of the best Irish movies I've seen in years. Yeah.
1: Years. Really is. I mean yeah everything about it I mean the way that Frank Berry kind of sets it all up
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know the understanding of the drama and the tension that goes into it um, but even that as well is the fact that it's you know I think I, I, I was thinking about it when it, when we were when I was writing The Oak and it was like remember we were kind of having the argument of like oh look are we just saying this just because it's an Irish film that we're putting it at number one yeah. and there was a sort of thing of like oh well you know like it's you know we're an Irish movie website and it's you know we are Irish film journalists, and it's the sort of thing that like are we just giving it unfair advantage? Mm. But the fact is is that this is a really sharp drama. The performances from like Dafydd Flynn and Lala Raddy is inc- are both incredible. Yeah, yeah. And when you're watching it, it mixes drama with mm-hmm. horror with a little bit of humour in places. Yeah. It has everything. Like. Yeah. It's, yeah, It's it's really just a, a brilliant, brilliant film.
0: I just love as well how back it is in relation to genuinely like I've seen a lot of you know prison and crime dramas over the years and this just felt so authentic and so real like I've never seen the prison system and prison life portrayed in this way like you see him go in you see them be that bit kind of gentler with him the fact that like he's so young going in and everything you see him go through like the writing processes and him being put behind the bars you see the kind of conversations he has and everything about it just felt so real it actually mm. had quite a visceral impact because yeah. it was so real and then with that obviously not going to give away the ending and everything but it's just so so tragic yeah. but like so kind of inevitable as well yeah that's it you it's know the horrible, like it's kind of yeah. set up from the start that this is, this where, is where it's, it's leading go. and this is where it will Even end Even like before he ends up in prison you kind of know what's going to happen and it's so so sad but but amazing and, and like a really kind of quite a powerful message with where Irish society is today yeah. it's, it's true I know it sounds a bit like wanky or whatever but it's, it's, true. it's true it yeah. really
1: is yeah and uh, you can watch our interview with uh, Frank Berry is up on the a yeah. YouTube as very well very
0: good interview by the way I saw it.
1: Thank you very much. Um, okay, now onto the worst. Now
0: our worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: gonna blast through these because I swear to God, these are. We don't want to contemplate don't wanna them. Go, don't th- want to think
0: about. them Don't want to think about
1: it too much. I, I I will admit, of our top five, I have only seen. Oh, I've seen three. Okay, so. Oh yeah. It's it's not the end of the world. Um, Winchester. Yeah. What a weird, awful film. Yeah. What a weird, weird choice. Like, Helen yeah. Mirren doing something like this.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, they didn't even have, like, a press screening for it or anything, which is Remember always, that, like... Actually, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just Helen Mirren deserved better. I felt like at the start, it could have been something because it had, like, a few, like, jump scares yeah. that were done quite well. And I genuinely was like, ooh, this is getting kind of scary. And then it just kind of started going nuts and it didn't know where it was going. It became so unscary and so unrealistic and I'm talking about unrealistic for like a ghost story so you know how bad it is then Um, yeah and it just it didn't make any sense and the ending of it was just like I don't know and it was like it belonged to a different movie from what it started with everything was so happy and nice and wrapped up and I was like I don't know what this movie was trying to do but it is a mess
1: mess a mess now speaking of messes um, Fifty Shades Freed Now, I think, you know, it's funny, right? Because I always think of, like, Fifty Shades of Grey and Fifty Shades Dark and Fifty Shades Freed. They're punching bags. Mm. They're just punching bags. Like, I remember writing the review for Fifty Shades of Grey and just being like, I am going to take everything out on this. I am just going to murder this. And like, it was just the same. Just like putting the tape on the. Knuckles. Oh, yeah. just just. <laughs> so I was like, just like, had it like, I just like, had a millstone and just like sharpening the axe as I was doing it. Like, and it was the same with Fifty Shades Darker as well. I was just like, I am going to rip this a new one. Like,
0: I didn't see the second one and I don't care to. <laughs> Do
1: you know what? Like, I'll tell you right now, it's just as well I was paid to see both of them because there is no way I would have seen any otherwise. Um, how bad. Is Fifty Shades free?
0: I think that one of the worst scenes, like I said, I, although later I found out that it was ice cream as opposed to yogurt. But when she's putting that on his chest and eating it off him, it's just kind of gross. And remember, you were like, "Isn't that stuff going to coagulate? Yeah, it's going it to curdle. It would calculate. I remember that yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's that just would just kind smell of awful. Gross-looking. Everything about it is just so like bad and inconsistent and not sexy. Like people find this sexy, really? I don't it's think they so
1: do, gross. though. Like, I mean, I like, God help you if that's what you're, if that's what you <laughs> basing, you know. You m- and
0: it's just, it's so, it's so depressing. I really, really hope people don't take this seriously because, genuinely, it is, it's quite an abusive relationship. Yeah. Like, like the fact that he buys the company so she gets her dream job. The yeah. fact that, like, they have an argument about um, taking her taking his surname, the fact that, oh yeah, she gets pregnant and they haven't actually had a conversation about having kids but they still got married. It's just, oh, there's just nothing. Yeah. It's It's depressing. It's depressing. But it's over.
1: It's over. That's it done now. I mean, although didn't your one E.L. James like write books from his perspective?
0: Ah uh, well, there. I doubt Dakota Johnson or Jamie Dornan aren't going to want anything to do with them. You maybe lo- they'll maybe they'll hire someone from Love Island. They seem to be
1: kind of You're okay. You're all talking about Love <laughs> looking Island. For an opportunity. I, I swear to God, I know nothing about Love Island, and I'm getting forced to write stories about Love Island. I can't help. I'm sorry. Okay, um, let's move it on. Uh, Insidious, the last key.
0: I haven't seen this one now, and I've no interest.
1: I can't remember anything about this <laughs> film. I'm not kidding you. I don't remember I anything I I know I saw it cuz the review is up and I know that I didn't like it when I saw it but when I came to actually write the little description mm. thing for it for this for the article I was like I was like I actually can't remember anything about this film yeah I don't just I just think I've just blocked it out of my head I
0: remember in the trailer there was an old lady So there's something to do with an old lady And there was something with the
1: key And then the key puts it in the neck And then it turns Yeah, whatever Um,
0: Is that the last one now of the Insidious series? God, I hope
1: so God, I hope so. If there is if there is justice in the world, it will be. Mm-hmm. I think it is, yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. Well, the guy who, the guy who directed this one. I it the
0: last. Usually when there's last in it, it means it's the last one, right? Yeah, but
1: then there was like the last exorcism part two.
0: Oh, yeah. Was, <laughs> <laughs> part two. So like, why, why, why that, doesn't you do that? that doesn't even, even make sense. That would be the sense? last.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or like the video game, like the last of us part two. Like you would think that would be the end of it. But obviously. No, not.
0: but the last of us was the first one. So you I know was, that. Yeah. Yeah. I know just saying, was okay. a
1: joke. Um, okay. Um, number two was Den of Thieves Now this,
0: you actually left the th- uh, when you came in to chat with us about this. You were almost like angry. I was. This
1: was. I was. I'll tell you why I was angry. Because Heat is in my top five of all time. I love Heat. I can, I could watch that film at any point and tell you exactly where it is. I just, I love Heat. Um, I felt Den of Thieves was basically Heat but on steroids and not in a good way as in like this was like if pre if he was essentially given really bad steroids and creatine and then it took a poop and then this was what the- this was basically <laughs> this you know he heat- this was like he juiced up but he juiced up with and this is what it's ac- evacuated hmm. from its bowels was Den of thieves. um Jared Butler god bless him i don't know what's happened to that man but he is just Fire his agent Mm. Because The choices that he's making Are all wrong Yeah. Well Geostorm Geostorm.
0: Last year One of our worst I think like for the last few years now I mean I'm just thinking of There was that Gods of Egypt one I mean he has come into Like your top Worst movies of the year For the last few years now I'd say Yeah London has fallen Was a terrible one as well Another one yeah
1: But yet Having said that I thought Olympus has fallen Was hilarious Great. I haven't seen that. I, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Like, it's terrible. I remember
0: that was out around the same time as um, White House Down. Yeah. And I saw that one.
1: Yeah. Which, which was is fun. a bit of
0: fun. That's it is a bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah. They're I mean, I wouldn't see fun. it yet but at the time.
1: Um, but another one I think that is interesting in Den of Thieves is, is Porn Stash. From Orange is the New Black, Pablo Schreiber, second, is in I this. I thought you
0: were just saying porn. I was like, "This porn. Okay, eyes? I'm not
1: getting that weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, Porn Stash from uh, Orange is the New Black was yeah. in Den of Thieves* as well. And he's, really, he's a really good actor. He's a really good actor, but he just is so out of place in this mm. that it's hilarious. And then finally, our worst film of the year for me and you, Dee, was How to Talk to Girl at Parodies. Yeah. Um, this film really angered me in a way that Another was very that personal <laughs> really really angered me
0: personal why personal
1: um i really like punk and oh, punk is all yeah. about yeah and punk is all about You're auth-
0: painting your nails, painting black, nails as a when child. I was black as yeah. a child
1: yeah and it's supposed to be about you know authenticity mm-hmm. and integrity yeah and this film had none of it yeah why did you hate it
0: i just didn't get it i thought it was weird i didn't think it was funny i didn't like the characters yeah I didn't like the story. I didn't yeah. like the way it looked. Yeah. I thought it was a very ugly film. Yeah. And you know how I maddened my cinematography. And yeah. sure, I mentioned in Mary Shelley. I like my nice costume yeah, design, sure, production sure, sure. design. I just thought this film was repulsive to look at. Yeah.
1: And like um, I know that's meant to be yeah. the whole punk thing, that it's meant to be all like, no, but scratchy. It, was, uh, yeah, it wasn't but even but
0: that, yeah. It, well, like you said, it wasn't authentic. But even like the punk, it was kind of like... They didn't really do it in a particularly... like striking way like a, yeah. like you know if you're going for the punk thing you should make it such a design that it does draw in the eye yeah it sh- shouldn't be repulsive looking it wasn't because of the punk thing I mean it was more kind of the whole alien universe yeah because they cross the alien universe with the punk rock it's just a weird film it's weird and I didn't get it and I don't know I don't know anyone who would like this film Neil Gaiman fans I don't know who that is, but. <laughs> the guy who
1: wrote the, he's the guy who oh, wrote right. the short story. He's the guy who wrote American Gods. And, okay. Yeah. Um, and Stardust.
0: I th- and I know it was um, the guy that did Hedwig and the Angry Itch. And yeah. I think that that was quite big and it was a big Broadway play. I'm not sure if the movie adaptation did as well, but he. I suppose that's his style. He goes for these kind of really stylistic type of films, but Star Wars with this, I thought it was. No, it was muck. I didn't know. It like was it repulsive.
1: Yeah. And like, just. It was just a bad film. It was just just a really, really bad film. It's just
0: like... Yeah, I don't know. It's like a really... Overly ambitious student got a proper budget to do it and just but but they didn't ha- actually they thought that they were sure of what they were doing, yeah. And then the final product just and they were a mess, yeah. And I'm pretty sure like they're in love with their film, oh, yeah. And and it's kind of all the like you know parents and friends oh. going to it and supporting them, oh, yeah, and being it's amazing, like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, amazing. Great, it's yeah, great, it's great, yeah. but like when they're home in the car, being like, what the hell yeah. was that, and don't let this person make any more movies? Yeah. But they probably <laughs> will. They probably yeah. will.
1: Okay. Uh so yeah, you can read both articles. Uh they're on site now. 10 best of the year, 10 worst of the year. And uh yeah, okay. News. <laughs> All right. Um,
0: yeah you joined in that time I did I did
1: did it I did it okay uh, first up you have Jimmy Carey and Robotnik
0: yes so you would know all about this stuff because this all basically this all broke over the weekend we're kind of just to contextualise, oh, yeah, by the way, sure. for anyone um, watching or listening in, we did record quite early this week. So if these news articles the stories are, all are old, old I apologise. I'm sorry if Jim Carrey has been fired from Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Why the last would he be days. fired, though? I doubt he would be. I mean, it is it is kind of class casting. But yeah, he is in the final stages of negotiation to play Dr. Robotnik in an, an, in an upcoming live action version of... Sonic the Hedgehog which is based on the gaming franchise so far James Marsden and Tika Sumter I don't actually know who that is
1: Tika Sumter yeah. Tika Sumter was in give me a second now she
0: was in something this is why you should have IMDB open I have it open
1: I do have it open, I have um, it open but right James now.
0: Marsden I do love this film is scheduled anyway for a release on November 15th 2019 um, but yeah I mean I think that this is great and I love seeing Jim Carrey come back. Oh, did you find yeah. out where she's
1: from? Yeah, she was in uh, Southside With You and she was in Ride Along and Ride Along 2.
0: Oh, in Southside With You, did she She was Michelle, Michelle Obama. Obama. Yeah, oh, she was Michelle nice. Obama. I've actually heard good things about that particular adaptation.
1: Of Southside With You?
0: No, 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 of like the whole Obama story because I oh, think yeah, that really they were good. meant to be two out around the same time yeah. and one was kind of rubbish and I think that was the good one. It's really good. Yeah, yeah.
1: Southside With You is really good. It's really lovely kind of... Just little romantic drama yeah. kind of thing. It's really cool. Yeah. Really, really cool.
0: Okay, cool. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, we were talking about this before we went on there. <gasps> I mean, I'm still feeling kind of cynical about the whole, like, game-to-movie adaptation thing. Work. Because they don't work. And, I mean, the last kind of major attempt we saw at that was probably Assassin's Creed, yeah. which was and disastrous. Was just, yeah. And I think that Michael Fassbender is still kind of taking a...
1: Yeah, a bit of a dive yeah. because of it. But I think, though, like... With something like Sonic the Hedgehog it's it's a cartoon like I mean this is meant to be like a live action CGI hybrid I don't know whatever you want to call it
0: yeah I mean the only way I can see it working is if you go kinda of mad with it, which is why I'm not gonna lie, I'm kinda of slightly looking forward to the Detective Pikachu movie. Yeah. Because but Ryan it's Ryan Reynolds. It's Ryan Reynolds and just the whole idea of it is so kinda of nuts, nuts that I'm really intrigued to
1: see it. It was the same like it was the same with Lego movie. When Lego movie was first announced, yeah, it was exactly. like how is anyone gonna make a movie out of Lego? But yeah, it turned out to be great. Yeah. So I could work. I could work. I don't know, Jim Carrey, I mean the fact that he's back doing you know, kind of comedic stuff yeah. like this, I think is a good sign.
0: I love the look actually of, um I can't remember it, maybe you can look the, yeah, it Yeah, the Jim There's Carrey a, one. He has this TV series coming up in which he plays the host of a children's show. So yeah. it's kind of like, I don't know if you'd call it Sesame Street, but he has like kind of puppets. It's and like, stuff uh, like Mr. Like Rogers kind of thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I just think it looks very very sweet and I think it looks like him back in kind of 90s Truman show form Um, so I'm personally really excited to see that but I, I am always kind of wary with these TV series I prefer to hear like What's um what kind of the critical reception is of them first? Yeah. because I mean the release stateside and everything, and sometimes they take a while to come over here. Kidding. So I'm um,
1: was the name of, kidding was the name of the series? Yes, yeah.
0: So I am um, I'm ho- I have high hopes for it. I hope it's good. And it has um oh who else is in it? You're one from Get Out. I can't do names Catherine, today. Keener, Catherine Keener, Catherine Keener, yeah. And Frank Langella, um, and I love and Judy her Greer. too. So I really hope that it's good.
1: And it's Michelle Gondry, the guy who did uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless
0: Mind. There you go. So it's yeah. all
1: like a, yeah. Uh, it's a That'll be pretty interesting.
0: So we are glad to see Jim Carrey back, and we hope that more and more good things happen for him. Indeed, yay! Um, so next item on the agenda: Greta Gerwig's next film will be Little Women with Saoirse Ronan, Meryl Streep, Emma Stone, and Timothy Chalamet. What is there to not love about this movie? This is I mean, going to be give her awesome. the Oscar now. Yeah, give just... them all Oscars. Just make them each like yeah. Oscars, yeah t- it could be t- Timothy Chalamet's Oscar win as well because remember he be. got his he did get his nod for call me by your name he right? did yeah he but did. people were saying like uh well, uh well a lot of people actually a lot of the uns wanted him to win which I thought might be interesting to see because um you know how they announced the academy members recently yeah. and they're becoming a lot more diverse younger and, and younger yeah. yeah which is brilliant brilliant to see so um you never know if next year that's really going to kind of impact. I think voting. it will, yeah, definitely. Like and a, the fact that they've invited so many—what yeah. is it, like ninety? Nine hundred. Oh, nine hundred. That's what I was. Way it was off. a big. It's a, it's a <laughs> it was big huge. number. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. a
1: big number. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I think I, the nineteen ninety four version with what Ry- with, with Ryder mm-hmm. was brilliant. Um, I, I mean think it's a
0: brilliant story yeah. I love little women how yeah. can you not love little women I know there were no longer
1: little what was it there were no longer little girls now they were little women oh. but um, yeah no I, I mean Greta Gerwig is probably the best choice to, to do this oh I yeah think. I mean
0: like coming of age is yeah, like, clearly that's her, her thing. thing like she's yeah.
1: clearly got it got down pat. so yeah. yeah I think um,
0: I mean is there any chance it could be like maybe set in an alternate period Possibly uh,
1: maybe I don't know. I mean I think it kind of it just Because it's she
0: hasn't really done a period setting film. Yeah. I mean I'm thinking back to um I also love her film. I don't know if you've ever seen um Frances Ha. I have seen Frances Ha. Oh, I love I film. really really like Frances Ha. I really ha. like it yeah. too. Um but yeah, she tends to do these kind of Contemporary settings and yeah, yeah, exactly. See that I think will be her strength is the fact that like she knows how to do an, a film that's an episodic nature, yeah. which Little Women very much is. Exactly. But it, her films have always been kind of contemporary set. I know yeah. that now Lady Bird was, wasn't it like two thousand
1: 2001 Yeah, was, she said, said
0: it was specifically before nine eleven because oh, she thought so that it would have
1: been two thousand. Yeah, because yeah. she
0: thought that that had such a like kind of cultural impact yeah. that she would have had to be handling a different kind of story so that's why it's kind of still this age of innocence i suppose yeah. you could say but it's still like contemporary and modern enough you know to be recognizable and everything so it'll be interesting to see what she does with something with the period setting but at the same time i'm saying maybe she'll make it contemporary you think? maybe yeah
1: i mean know. Yeah, i mean the story could easily be adapted for that's what mind. i yeah, think
0: yeah i suppose
1: yeah okay and final one what do you got
0: um Again, this is going to be old. This will
1: be old. Like, I know this old. is going to be old by but the time it gets out.
0: apparently, the title for Avengers 4 may be confirmed. Um, so this comes from the cinematographer Trent Opalock. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Who has said that the film will be called Avengers Endgame. End game. Endgame. Endgame. Um, which is quite an awesome title, I suppose. I you think... Um, no, I mean like awesome, like as an awe-inspiring oh, like yeah, sure, game, yeah. but I don't think it's awesome in of itself.
1: No, I don't think it's a good name at all. I think it's yeah. kind of crap, to be I honest. I think it's
0: kind of obvious.
1: It is, isn't it? It feels too obvious. Like, I mean, the fact that the guy, the guy who...
0: Also, I can't get Ender's game out of my head. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm
1: thinking as well. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I mean, like the, apparently, right, the reason why people are sort of poo-pooing this rumour is uh, Anthony and Joe Russo did an interview with Uproxx, I mm. think it was, and they were asked, okay, has anyone actually said the title of Avengers 4 in the last movie? And they said no. Mm. There was a scene in Avengers Infinity War where he asks them, oh, we're now in the End Game," and that's where apparently the title came from.
0: Okay. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: So, I don't know. Like, we're doing this on Monday, so there is every possibility that this story will be completely debunked by the yeah. time this gets out on Wednesday. Yeah. So I don't know. So,
0: we'll just, so, so. Yeah, we'll, we'll just yeah, we'll play see. by ear. <laughs> let's
1: hope, let's hope, let's hope that this story is still fresh by the time it gets out on Wednesday. Let's hope. Um, okay, so that's it for the news. Uh, now we're on to the revisit.
0: Your segment.
1: My segment. Yeah. And the revisit that we have this week was suggested to us actually by Alex Ryder on YouTube. By the way, if you want to leave comments first, you can do it right there below. Yeah, or right you can
0: tweet us. I always like reading out the tweets yep. at the film show. That's F-I-L-U-M. Um, but really just Lead communicate us, with communicate. us by any means you want. Send us
1: a courier pigeon if you want. <laughs> Do whatever you want.
0: Hey, divine. What you looking at? The old neighborhood.
1: Um, Mystic River. Yeah, this is a good shout, right? Um, Mystic River was kind of like, how would you say? I think it was the last performance that I've seen Sean Penn give where I felt that he cared number one. Really? Yeah. But Milk? Yeah, Milk, I feel There's like... Milk. It, yeah, there was Milk, but I think at Milk he
0: was and kind the of... And the gunman.
1: That's good. <laughs> See, there you go, right? I knew when you said the man, it was like, he... Well, I, he
0: did really try to emulate Liam Neeson. He was trying in that do you sense. Think? Yeah, ah, yeah I, I, he well, was. Like, he was like, if Liam Neeson could do this, I can totally yeah, do Yeah, that's
1: this. exactly it. This was like, I'm going to one-up Liam Neeson and the gunman. That's all he cared about. Was I don't it,
0: know if he was even trying to one-up. He was just trying to match. Cause. Yeah, he
1: was trying to match. And then, like, there was that horror. It was just, the gunman was so, was so, so bad. I remember, it was a mm. mess. But, Mystic River, on the other hand, I think was brilliant. Um, you can really see There's that brilliant scene In uh, Mr. Griver When he finds his daughter
0: Yeah No 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 It's not he finds I think it's the police Find The, him police find the daughter And then he's like Being he's held, back. held back Yeah, yeah. That is And an he's incredible, screaming Like it's Oh
1: my god Yeah It's so good And it's one of those It's one yeah. of those scenes Where you could be cynical And look at it And think oh He was just like You know Playing it up Or whatever mm. But like When you see it in context Like it it makes such sense. Yeah, it's such yeah. a horrible scene, yeah, yeah. And that great shot where the camera is is going up and like the yeah, lads yeah. are like burying them down, amazing, yeah. thing. It's so well done. Um, I think the fact that you know, it was directed by Clint Eastwood, mm-hmm. who I think can be a little bit lazy. Mm. If that's the right word, as in like he's known for basically doing one. He's known for doing one take. Yeah, as in he'll just be like, look, first, first, or, her, or no mm-hmm. rehearsals. Let's just, you know, get what you get on camera. Yeah. Um, and the fact that for a lot of those actors like Kevin Bacon and Tim Robbins and, you know, Lawrence Fishburne and mm. Sean Penn, that that was their first kind of, their first go on the scene. Yeah, and yeah. that's what they came up with. It was that yeah. raw. It was that fresh. I think you can really see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the same time, though, it's the kind of film that you'll watch it once and you'll never watch it again.
0: Well, that's exactly what happened with me. I've seen it once, and um, we were talking about this before. Like, it was quite a few years ago I've seen it, but it's so funny that it's the same scene for both of us that stands out. It's that one of him, like, screaming, and like you said, the camera going up in that shot. And I remember the ending as well. The ending really stood out for me because I just felt so sad for, again... The actor is gone. Yeah, that would have been him. The third, like, friend. Like, what happened to him and everything because of, like, you know, everything that he went through and, like, you know, you see what happens to the three of them. as so funny I'm talking about it and it's all coming back. What happens to the three of them as children and that kind of leads up to that moment. And it's just so heartbreakingly sad, you know? I mean, I suppose for me with Clint Eastwood's films, right, I had a really bad experience watching Million Dollar Baby, because I felt that it was just like manipulating emotions for the sake of it. I felt like this is like it's almost too much and it's not even kind of real. It's like it's just yeah it's just it's almost too sad it was so sad that I disconnected from it whereas with Mystic River it was sad and it was so kind of character driven and everything that happened with those three lads and kind of where their lives ended up like you know from this traumatic experience they all had as as children yeah and how it led up to that kind of moment and that finale for all three of them, and the fact that the well, not all of them could go on with their lives afterwards, it was it just felt very kind of authentic and so tragic as a result. Yeah. So, really, I think, like you said, it's a film you can't really watch more than once because, like, it's just so sad. It but takes a lot out it of you, does it does take a lot out of you, yeah, yeah, because like yeah, you really believe in uh, those three, the three leading performances from those guys are incredible. Yeah. Like they they all should have won Oscars. Oh, really, completely. they're yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah.
1: And like Brian Helgeland, you know, this is his script in it. The fact that he was adapting this from Dennis Lehane, mm. I mean, that's just pedigree on pedigree. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Brian Helgeland, the guy who did L.A. Confidential, directing, mm-hmm. or sorry, adapting Dennis Lehane. I mean, it was just. I always think of like the, you know the lines in it, even the sort of more theatrical ones. Mm. They were still when you know when Sean Penn says when says the lines. Mm-hmm you believe it. You yeah, know what I kind mean? Of, yeah. There's a real, like... It's just... It's really authentic. Mm-hmm. You know what I kind of You know that he actually cares about what he's saying. You know yeah. that it actually means something. Mm-hmm. Um Looked gorgeous. Music. Again, that really kind of melancholic, mm-hmm. just really horrible... Just, yeah, I kind mean... Kind of
0: haunting or something. Haunting, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And even that... um I love the poster for the three and yeah. the river. It's like... It's, it's an image that really stays with yeah. you, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean... Yeah, great choice for a revisit, but I would not want to revisit it. That's it. (laughs) If you haven't seen it, I mean, gee, watch it. Oh,
0: by all means. If you haven't seen it, like, watch it. But you couldn't throw it on and
1: just be like, ah, yeah, we'll watch Mr. (laughs) Mr.
0: Kriver. Friday night viewing, why not? Yeah, yeah,
1: "Yeah, let's get a beer and a pizza (laughs) and watch Mr. Criver. No, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not doing that at all.
0: And I remember we even watched it like... um, we were it was me was and it my like on a day oh wasn't it? No, it was me and a couple of girlfriends and basically uh we watched oh, it was such a random selection. It was like ordinary decent criminal, Mystic River, and um that one circle of friends that we ended up watching. Jesus, that yeah, is. Yeah, random. really random. Well, see, it was because we were um staying in my granny's house and they were like the video. The only so ones basically you had. Irish films and critically acclaimed dramas were like our choice. And yeah, we we'd kind of heard a lot about Mystic River and then when we saw it, like three teenage <laughs> girls, we were like, okay, this is amazing, but we are shook. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I remember once I saw on a first date, I went to see The Pianist on a first date. Yeah, yeah, I heard, I, heard, I heard the producer Dave chuckle there Yeah, it was kind of like Because I was trying to th- This is this is God's honest, I was trying to be like Oh, well, you know, like, yeah, I'm big into kind Phillips. Of yeah, let's go see The Pianist Oh, it's great Oh, you're know. still the same uh, sure Brian Roman, Yeah, no, totally I was like, oh, yeah, Roman Polanski Here's right. didn't know anything about it And then, of course, it was, you know, The Pianist And yeah. it was very, very upsetting And, like, it was just awful
0: I think and- one of my most traumatic dating movies Was definitely Last Tango in Paris you want
1: to see last angle? I didn't angle know what Paris. was in it.
0: I didn't know what was in it. <laughs> I I'll never look at butter Did the it? same way. Well, like never I mean, again.
1: This is making a lot of a lot of things are falling into place now after you're saying. What that. the hell
0: does that mean? Well
1: that thing that time when you went to Amsterdam that we are not allowed to talk about on We're this show. We're not talking about it. We're that. not talking about it on the show.
0: Anyway, guys, that's that's <laughs> it for this week. Look at you trying to wrap it up. I love
1: it. I'm not I wasn't going to mention it. I wasn't going to mention it. Um, so yeah I guess we better Wrap it up now um, I wasn't going to mention your you, The look of panic In your face
0: We have gone through All of this week's topics Yes We've, we've we have covered all
1: We've covered all <laughs> our topics um, So yeah Mike will be back Next week hopefully um, Like and subscribe yep. Next um, week
0: is actually A really good week Because I think it's um, Skyscraper 2. And Incredibles 2 yeah. Great job um, Yeah and like a couple of others that aren't coming to me now. But they're two biggies. They're two biggies. Yeah, yeah
1: they're really good. Um, so, yeah, like and subscribe. Um, if you want to leave us a comment uh, at the film show, you can comment underneath on the YouTube. You can email us. You can send carrier pigeons. You can do whatever. If you're listening on iTunes or so Spotify, subscribe. And, uh, yeah, cool. And we'll see you next week. No, don't think I
0: heard it, uh, She isn't hurt, Brendan. She's dead.